0: This is Christian Book Blurb, brought to you by author and songwriter Matt McCleary. Get a behind-the-scenes glimpse into the lives of some of your favourite Christian authors. Hear about their books and faith. Also, why not check out my website, mattmccleary.com. Well, hello and welcome to another episode of the Christian Book Blurb podcast. I am your host, Matt McCleary, and it's fantastic that you are joining me again today today. Thank you so much. On this podcast we like to encourage your discipleship as we explore relevant and inspiring and often hard-hitting themes and messages as we meet some amazing Christian authors and learn about their books, their lives and their faith. And this podcast happens twice a month so do come back again soon for another fantastic installment. Having said that, today we are speaking to the author Seth Lewis who joins us from Ireland. Hi Seth. Hello and thank you very much. Thank you so much for being with us here on the Christian Book Club podcast today. We're going to be spending most of the show talking about your new book called Dream Small. It really captured my imagination when I saw it because it's so countercultural. The idea of dreaming small as opposed to dreaming big is something quite different, and and I've found in my life personally quite liberating. Here's a little piece um, by Jen Oshman, who's one of the endorsers of the book, and she writes this at the very beginning. She says, dream small is a needed antidote for our age. Seth Lewis recenters us, reminding us that the great life is the faithful life. Reading this book was like spending an afternoon with a kind friend who brings you back to what's good, beautiful and true. And this really sits in stark contrast to what we've been constantly told about bigger is better and bigger is best and have dream big and and you could achieve anything you set your mind to and all this kind of thing. Seth, why did you write a book that goes so against this pervading cultural um, expectation?
1: Yeah, well, that is the That is what we hear all the time. It's always big, big, and bigger is better, and and all of these things. Um, I suppose the idea of the book is is to challenge that and say, well, um, actually, what are these big things that we're going for? And what are the most important things in life? And when you look at scripture, um, actually, the most important things for eternity are by and large, you know, things that the world considers small, things that the world considers ordinary, unimpressive. Uh, but in the kingdom of God, these are the things that actually matter the most for eternity. Uh, so it's it's good to dream and it's good to, to have ambitions, but it's even better if we aim those ambitions at the things that really matter.
0: Mm. Mm. So that's kind of what the book's about in a nutshell it's a really easy to read book i must say having read it myself um it was really refreshing um, and inspirational i really recommend dream small to you the listener and this topic though why did you choose it what was your inspiration that got the whole project started
1: yeah i suppose um i suppose most of us struggle with the the tension of you know wanting to do something big and significant um, and with tying those two concepts together that the only really significant things are big things uh in, in the as the world measures them whereas i look at my life and most everything i do is on a really small scale uh, but then I, I look at scripture and the priorities and the values that i see in scripture really just don't line up with this idea that it's only the big things as the world measures them that are significant and that matter. Um, scripture, it points me to small things, small people, and these realities of, the you know, like serving the least of these, uh, loving the Lord with all my heart. These are not things that register on the ladder of success, according to the world, but they're the things that matter most. And I suppose another inspiration came from my family. I tell a story in the book of my grandfather and my great-grandfather. And both of them lived with kingdom priorities in very different circumstances. One of them very successful according to the world's definition. One of them not at all. And yet both of them living for, for God's kingdom in their different circumstances. And that um, made a big impression on me as well.
0: Hmm. We have to find, don't we, in life. So sort of sometimes if we look up to what the world um says is a success and we look at the lives of some of these successful people um we kind of start to see, don't we, that they still find that there's something missing. That being the biggest or the best doesn't necessarily equal happiness and that you know their lives might be spiraling out of control and you hear about really celebrities or whoever um, have reached the pinnacle of their acting careers or whatever kind of still not finding happiness or fulfillment even though they're supposed to be at the top of their game or whatever it is so yeah it really is interesting this dream small idea.
1: Yeah, well, I think we see that reality all the time uh, around us and it's because we're not made, uh, th- these are not actually the the biggest and actually the most important things. This is not the priority of what we're made for. We're made for something mm. better and more significant.
0: Mm. Yeah, that's really good. So dreaming small though, um, you have touched on it earlier, but let's dig into it a bit more um does it mean we shouldn't dream at all or we shouldn't want be wanting to achieve great things is that what you're saying
1: no that's not what i'm saying there's nothing wrong with the big things and the big successes and the and the money or fame or any of that stuff um it can be dangerous it can it can tend to get us off track and get our eyes off of the things that are actually more important, but there's nothing wrong with those things in themselves and they can be used for good. Um, But if they're going to be used for good, I mean, the real potential, the real value of those things is not in themselves. Um, It's in how they are used to serve the things that actually matter more. Um, So what we're made for is a close relationship with God. what God calls us to is generous service to others, especially those, you know, the least of these, as he says. Um, so the point is not to get rid of all ambition and just kind of coast along, whatever. We should be ambitious. Paul wrote to the Thessalonians. He said, make it your ambition. But then he says to lead a quiet life and work with your hands, not. <laughs> I mean, it's just so different from what we hear all the time. But he is saying to be ambitious. He's just saying be ambitious about the things that, you know, about the kingdom and about actually living your life for kingdom priorities. Um, so absolutely, be ambitious. Have ambition. Just aim the power and drive of that ambition at dreams, at, at, at aligning your dreams with what God made you for, um, and and His kingdom priorities.
0: Because His kingdom priorities are more about serving others than serving ourselves right. and so that selfishness is what the world yes. elevates more. and there's
1: a reason because they're trying with all of these big dreams they're trying to create meaning and purpose for their lives um, uh, and if you but, but what we have uh, it's just one of the most freeing things in the world to to see that we are loved we are valued our lives have meaning and purpose and in the lord so we don't have to create those things uh, we already have them so we we don't have to use big things to prove that my life is valuable my life is important it already is important the king of the universe loves me gave his life for me and wants to be near me i mean come on like what could be more important than that we don't have to prove anything we can That's actually turn really things good. around and Um, Live like he did and give generously to others as we're made to.
0: Hmm. That's really good. And one thing your book's done for me, I must say, is it's given me permission in a way. It's kind of opened my eyes and given me permission to actually say, you know what, I don't have to have this big dream, this huge thing that I'm trying to pursue or work my life towards. Actually, it's okay. And God's okay yeah. with that. And because God's okay with that, that mean, makes me okay with that. And actually, small dreams are just as valuable. Yeah. So, thank you. Yeah. you you've, that's really good. Um, you do have a fascinating section in the book about interpreting statistics. Um, right. <laughs> There's a whole sort of chapter on what that looks like and how people can spin statistics to say what they want them to say and all that sort of. It's really interesting, but my question is: Have you always been interested in statistics, or was this just a way in of illustrating the point you were trying to make?
1: Yeah, you know, I'm. To be honest, I'm, I'm just basically terrible at maths in general. Um, so but i am also a very visual person and i've always i always have found like charts and graphs and things very helpful to me in understanding things um so i put them in to make a point about how we compare ourselves to each other and how we leave out the wider context and we just compare against the people around us and are we a bit better than them and then we feel good and are we a bit worse than them and then we feel bad when really we're leaving out the the wide context of you know there's billions of people in history my life barely even registers on this um the universe is massive our comparison games are just really when you boil it down they're just silly um they don't help us to live in reality we need to recognize we really are tiny no matter how big our dreams are they're tiny um, and yet that's okay because God made us and He loves tiny people um, and He values us and and we have the freedom to to as you're saying uh, we have the freedom to actually just go ahead and invest in the small things around us and the small people around us without worrying about how we register compared to anyone else
0: You talk about in the book about our small lives being part of a bigger story and why this is better a better way of viewing life and purpose and success can you tell our listeners um some more of your thoughts on this subject
1: yeah well it really goes back to that what i was saying about um you know inventing our ourselves and inventing our meaning and that's what a lot of the big dream um Idea is about, and it's it's about um, you hear it sometimes about you know you're the author of your story, um, but I, I, I'm not a, actually a very good author of my story because authors can control everything in the story, and I can't control hardly anything. Um, when I actually look at things honestly, I mean it looks a lot more like I'm a character, not an author. I'm in the middle of this story, trying to make the best decisions I can within the context of all these things that are happening around me that I can't control. Um, the plot keeps twisting in ways I don't expect. Um, that's because I'm not the author. I am not supposed to be, I'm not made to be. If I try to act like the author, um, you know, I'm just going to be frustrated. And uh, I need to accept that I am a character, but actually there's a, there's a great thing there because, you know, God wrote me into his story. He is writing this massive story through creation of, um, you know, of, uh, it's a glorious story of redemption and restoration and all these things that he's doing. And he's written me into this for a reason. He, he, it's not like he made a mistake. He, he put me here at this time, in this place, with the people around me that, I'm, that are here. And, and there is a reason for all of that. So my job is not to rewrite the story in a way that makes myself great and make this into my own autobiography. Um, as if I could compete with the billions of other people out there. My job is to find my place in the story that God is writing. The reason he put me here, doesn't matter if it's big or small, I am greatly privileged to be part of this story. And I can live out my my role in it. Um, and recognize that no, the smallest role in God's big story of redemption is more valuable than the biggest role I could ever write for myself.
0: Uh, You also speak of a redefinition of success. Now, this is something I have been trying to wrestle with and trying to come to understand myself, of um, an understanding of what the world sees as success is not what God sees as success. Um, So what does success look like for you, and what should it look like for someone who's following Jesus?
1: Yeah, well, I mean... Externally, it can look very, very different, Um, you know, from looking on the outside. um, You could have Christians in all sorts of life circumstances, um, living a faithful life for the Lord. Uh, They could have many of the things that the world considers successful um, and they could have very few. Um, And yet Jesus summed up Christian success. He says the greatest among you will be the servant of all. So it's not really about where we are on the ladder of success, according to the world's eye, it's it's what are we doing with our position? And what are we aiming our lives at? Um, so you could be high on the ladder of success and use that position to serve others for the kingdom. And that's great. You could be really low on the ladder of success as the world sees it and still do the same thing with the people around you. Um, so the, the life circumstances are really not the the point. The point is being close to God, living out that new life in Christ, um, and, and yeah, serving others as he served us. The greatest among you will be a servant of all. And, um, you know, God's priorities are just so different. Jesus says that he's going to, you know, he doesn't, He doesn't measure things like we do. Like some people will say on judgment day, you know, didn't we do all these great things? And he says, I never knew you. And yet he says to other people, um, you know, whatever you've done for the least of these, you've done it unto me. He even says, um, "You know, whoever gives a cup of cold water to one of these will not lose their reward. So most people wouldn't even notice if somebody's given a cup of cold water, like that doesn't register at all. And yet, God says that's the kind of thing He's going to be rewarding. So, yes. So, if if we have the big things that the world values, no problem. But the point is to turn whatever we have towards service to God and others, and that is freeing as well. Because what it means is, um, what it means is that we we always have the ability to live for what's genuinely important. We don't have to wait to reach some level. We don't have to work our way up to a certain point and then our lives can be significant. And then our you know, service can be useful. We can actually serve in the most important ways, wherever we are, whoever we are, whatever circumstances we're in.
0: Mm, living for what's genuinely important. Yeah. I really like that. Um, We'll be back in just a few moments to continue our chat with the author Seth Lewis about his book Dream Small. Just to let you know that if you subscribe to my newsletter over on my website mattmcclary.com you have a chance of winning a copy of Seth Lewis's book Dream Small in my newsletter giveaway that happens once a month. So do click over to mattmcclary.com and sign up to the newsletter and you could be in for a chance to win a copy of Seth's book but we'll be back after these if you enjoy listening to this podcast you can help keep it on the web all you've got to do is buy me a coffee head over to buymeacoffee.com slash matt to make a donation there is a link in this episode's show notes so go on buy me a coffee today and help this podcast to keep supporting christian books and authors So, we're going to continue our conversation now with the author, Seth Lewis. Just before the break, Seth, we were talking about your book, Dream Small, The Secret Power of the Ordinary Christian Life. Um, sort of segueing a little bit away from that now, talking about writing in general, how do you go about writing a book? Have you got a preferred system or way of working? Um, or is it something that is different every time?
1: Well, I, I don't know what to say about every time. This is the only book I've written. Um, but, yeah, I suppose it just, it it took me about two years, um, and really it was just bits and pieces along the way whenever I could squeeze in a bit around the rest of life. Um, that's probably not my preferred system but it's just reality. So it is the system.
0: Did you have uh, like a, a notebook packed full of notes or post-it notes stuck all over the walls or how does it work? Yeah. Planning so, process yeah
1: so I just use the notes, like a notes app on my phone. Um, and then I could get to that from anywhere and I, I just, I get thoughts and idea. I just kind of, it's going around in the back of my head if I'm thinking about a certain chapter or something. And then, um, Sometimes, you know, you get stuck and you kind of go, well, what, what would be the right way to approach this or say this or illustrate this or whatever? Um, And so, yeah, I I definitely depend on that, on that ability to just when something pops in my head, be able to write it down before I forget it, because I forget it quite quickly otherwise, and then go back Mm -hmm. and kind of put those things together.
0: Yeah, well, that's interesting you mentioned squeezing it in around other things. So writing isn't your full-time profession then what nope. else do you do as a job?
1: Yeah. So I'm, I'm working on the South coast of Ireland with there, we have a group of churches here that, um, are committed to trying to see new churches established in the towns around us. And so I'm working with a church that is, and, and helping towards the establishment of a new one. Um, I also work with uh There's a local Bible college and some youth camps and and different things. So, um, yeah, a lot a lot of different directions really, but um, but fantastic. Mm. Uh, I like the I like the variety. <laughs> and
0: so that's sort of what you do for work. What do you do for fun? What's there to do on the south coast of Ireland?
1: Oh my goodness! Well, there's gorgeous. Um, I mean, it's a beautiful place once it's not. Well, I suppose it's still pretty when it's raining, but it's not quite as nice to <laughs> enjoy it. Um, yeah, uh, so we, we love exploring. Um, we really enjoy camping as a family. We don't get out as much as we'd like, but we we like it. Um, I like playing basketball with my sons, our, our teens, and we go we play basketball regularly. Or, um, yeah, so things like that.
0: Is your camping proper camping, or
1: is it like glamping? um well we we just have a regular tent it's not it's not glamping proper but we do always go to like a regular campsite where there's a toilet block and you know showers an actual toilet yeah
0: yes yes.
1: running water does help
0: it does (laughs) yeah oh really good um do you have any favorite things you like eating any particular well i'll be honest
1: like um i'm a dessert man so the desserts around here are fantastic and uh as a, a couple good cup of coffee anything chocolate anything cheesecake you're yeah. a
0: man after my own heart i tell you what desserts are my goodness whenever asks me what's your favorite food i say it's like a food group rather yes, than a specific thing yeah. it's called dessert yes, you know <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. and
1: most things in that category i'm gonna like it so
0: that's it that's it yeah
1: oh Excellent, really good.
0: (laughs) So, um, have you got anything coming up? You said this is your first book that you've written. Um, Some writers get bitten by the writing bug once they've written the first book. And they start thinking, oh, actually, maybe there might be something in a second book. Have you got something bubbling away?
1: I have ideas. I don't have anything concrete right now that um I mean I we'll see what's what develops but yeah I would like to write more um mm. I do write every week I have a a blog um so I do some short posts on that and um so maybe yeah I have some some themes there that that could develop into into something we'll see mm,
0: mm well that's interesting It's been fascinating speaking with you and your whole take on dreaming small and not sort of succumbing to what the world is throwing at us about being bigger and better and everything else. Um, It's been really refreshing and I've really enjoyed your book and I've really enjoyed the conversation. So thank you so much. Before we go though, um, just tell our listeners where they can get hold of a copy of Dream Small.
1: Yeah, well, it's available on most online bookstores. Um, Some physical bookstores, I'd say Christian bookstores uh, would have it as well. Um, So, yeah.
0: I'm sure they can order them books as well. Yeah, exactly. It's 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 a good book book company
1: published it so you can get it from them um, as well as most other places. Yeah.
0: That's great. And you mentioned your blog. Um, So you've got a blog, a website. I would imagine, Yes. and links to social media. Just tell us what those addresses are and what people look for on social media to find you, to follow you.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, my my name, Seth Lewis, is not that common, so if you look for that, I'm on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn. I don't do loads on, I do post sometimes, my blog posts and things, but uh, the blog itself is sethlewis.ie, so pretty straightforward.
0: Thank you, Seth. It's been really good chatting with you thank you for joining us today on the christian book oh thanks
1: so much for having me i appreciate it
0: and thank you as well for listening to this episode of christian book blurb don't forget to get yourself a copy of seth lewis's book dreams small Um, i hope it will impact you as much as it has me and We will be back again really soon with another episode in two weeks time because Christian Book Blurb happens twice a month. So we'll be back very soon with yet another episode with a Christian author talking about their books, their faith and their lives. Thank you so much for the pleasure of your company and I look forward to seeing you again really soon. Goodbye. Thanks for listening to Christian Book Blurb with your host, Matt McCleary do give it a like give it a share and let your friends know all about it we do hope to see you again soon
1: on another christian book blurb